Welcome to Spring Ridge Church Podcast. We hope that you will be blessed by the podcast today. If you would like to find out more information about our church, our website's www.springridgechurch.com. You can send an email to me, the pastor, Scott Phillips, at pastor at springridgechurch.com. And uh, we'd love to hear from you. Prayer requests, questions, desire for a Bible study, or you would like some information how to attend our church or another church of like precious faith. Thank you. Enjoy the podcast. Just a few Wednesday evenings, and we're going to be speaking about an apostolic mindset, an apostolic mindset. I, uh, I'll be glad when Nate and Hannah get back and Noah gets back. Been missing them. Missing them. Going to be looking forward to Nate and Hannah getting their life started here. Amen. Full steam ahead. I know that they're excited about the new beginnings that they're getting to experience. And I trust that the Lord is going to lead them into a great ministry that he's going to use them for his kingdom. James, the first chapter says, starting at verse number nine, let the brother of low degree rejoice in that he is exalted, but the rich in that he is made low because as the flower of the grass, he shall pass away. For the sun is no sooner risen with a burning heat, but it withereth the grass, and the flower thereof falleth, and the grace of the fashion of it perisheth. So also shall the rich man fade away in his ways. In his ways. Set your Bibles down. I want to invite you to go to prayer with me one more time. I did just remember what I was going to say uh, when the microphone went out. I want us to pray for those that got connected to the church when we had revival with Brother Hudson. I've had them on my mind today, and we had a number of people get the Holy Ghost, some renewed, and some getting it for the very first time. But I want to pray that God would help them to take a step in faith and and get plugged in and continue uh, the journey that the Lord is desiring to lead them on. Mighty God, we're so grateful for this opportunity to gather together here in this place in your name. I pray, God, that you would open our minds to understanding tonight. I pray that you would open your word, that it would be illuminated to us, that it would be planted in our hearts. Lord, I pray for these souls that were renewed, refilled, and received the gift of your spirit for the first time here a few weeks ago, I pray, God, that wherever they are at tonight, that you would touch them and help them and minister to them in some capacity. In your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. An apostolic mindset. This evening, we're going to focus on those three verses there in James that we just read. One thing that we must understand is pertaining to this scripture text is that in this particular time in Jewish society the poor were looked down upon while the rich were lifted up. It was a mindset that many people in that era had. 
And James here admonishes his readers to not favor the rich at the expense of the poor. It is a pitfall that even we today can fall into. We no doubt have encountered people in our life that try to uh, get connected or become buddy-buddy, if you will, with those that carry some level of influence or those that are um, well-to-do. We find that sometimes uh, evident on our jobs and our workplaces that you 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 have those co-workers if you will that seem to want to get plugged in to those that are in charge they want to uh, buddy buddy uh, be buddy buddy with those that uh, carry some level and in influence on the job and I've seen that uh, firsthand where they will step on someone that has no influence, that has no power, that has no say-so, no authority. They step on that person as they're reaching to obtain some higher height in their career. And so in that society, there in that place, there were those that, that looked down, they disregarded, they, they treated the poor as less than while they upheld and uplifted the rich. And so James here was admonishing his readers to to not fall into this trap, to not favor the rich, not to favor the powerful, not to favor those that carry some level of influence at the expense of the poor, at the expense of those that, that have less or may appear to be less than. So it was common practice for some in those Jewish circles to discriminate discriminate against the poor. It was a mentality that was possessed. It was human nature. It was flesh. It's something that we we still can struggle with today, that we can still encounter today, that we uh, can still battle today. So James addresses this subject in various places throughout his Book. There are multiple places throughout the book of James where where he alludes to this thought or he, he addresses it specifically where he's he's admonishing or, or urging, petitioning for his his audience to, to not disregard those that are poor, not to disregard those that, that may be low or those that may be in need. And one thing that we must understand is that it takes humility for a person, for an individual, to lower themselves to the needs of others. It's an attitude, it's a spirit of humility and, and meekness where, where we humble ourselves, uh, we lower ourselves to the needs of others. Uh, we can encounter someone in our life, in our circle, in our family, in our friends, in our church family that, that may have a particular need. And if we're not careful, we can disregard that. We can discount that. We can, we can overlook that or say, well, that's just them being them or, or that is a repetitive cycle that plays out in their life or, oh, they, they have found themselves in that particular situation again or 
that's to be expected from them. And sometimes we can develop various mentalities or approaches or responses uh, to different needs that other people may have in their life. And, and if we're not careful, we can overlook those things when we have an opportunity to help someone or minister to someone, to minister to that need, to help someone in their needs. So it takes a, an attitude, a spirit of humility, a mindset of humility, a heart of humility sometimes. It's us lowering ourselves to meet the needs of others. So James here in his writing in these few uh, scriptures that we read tonight, he, he refers to, to people, some people, this group of people as a brother of low degree. So there is a word there that we can focus in on, that we can, we can key in on, and it is the word brother. Brother. It is someone that is part of the body of Christ. It is someone that is in the family of God. And so they should be treated as such. So when we see someone in the body of Christ, when we see someone that is a part of the body, the family of God. We understand that when they are in a place of low degree, as James says, that we should treat them as a brother. We should treat them as a part of the family. The truth is that there's things that we will do for our family that we will not do for other people. There is mercy that we will extend towards some of our family members that we won't extend towards other people. There, there are certain relationships outside of my family that when they do certain things to me that I can be real quick to cut off the line of communication. I can be real quick to sever the ties that I have with them. But if I have a family member that does the same thing to me, oftentimes I give them the second, the third, the fourth, the fifth, and the sixth, the seventh, the eighth, the ninth, and even the tenth opportunity. But why? Because they're blood, because they're family, because we, we love them. And so sometimes in the body of Christ, we have to understand and keep that on the forefront of our mind that they are our brother, that they are our sisters. So James says, the brother of low degrees. So the, the same uh, application that we have in the physical, where I would extend mercy, a certain level of mercy and, and grace and love towards my earthly, towards my fleshly brother, we sometimes have to adapt that same mentality, that same level of mercy and grace and love towards our spiritual brothers, towards our spiritual sisters, and treat them as such, as a part of the family of God. But the truth is that our human mentality lends itself to the external because we live life by what we see and what we hear and what we feel. It's the external sights, it's the external sounds, the external feels of life. And so our human mentality, the, the way that we think and our perception, the way that we perceive things is by the external. It's by what we see, what we feel, what we hear. But the truth is that sometimes we have to look beyond the external. We have to look beyond what we see and what we hear and what we feel and we have to look just a little bit deeper and sometimes we have to see it as a person. 
We have to see it as a heart. We have to see it as a soul. And when we allow ourselves to begin to look beyond the external, when we begin to, to view things as, well, that's a soul, that's a heart, that's a, that's a life, that's a person, that's a, that's a family member in the body of Christ, it can affect our perception, it can affect our reaction, it can affect the way that, that, that we attend to certain situations and certain circumstances. It's a brother of low degree. Matthew 7 and 12 says, Therefore... Whatever you want men to do to you, do also to them, for this is the law and the prophets. And this is where the golden rule is derived from, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Life, as we know it, has a way of operating in cycles. Life seems to be one big cycle. It's a up and a down motion, an up and a down motion, an up and a down motion. And so with that in mind, what we need to understand is that today we may be the brother of high degree. Today we may be the one that, that has the, the means to attend to certain situations. We may have the ability, the power to attend and minister to certain needs and situations, but life operates in cycles. And so with that in mind, we must understand that today we may be the brother of high degree, but tomorrow we may be the one filling the shoes being the brother or the sister of low degree. So whatsoever you would have someone do unto you, we, right, must do unto them. It's that golden rule, if you will. And so we must understand that though we may stand and feel the shoes of the brother of high degree today, tomorrow we may be the brother of low degree. Jesus said in Matthew 19 and 30, but many who are first will be last in the last first. In the book, The Pilgrim's Progress, the writer John Bunyan commented on this showing the fundamental difference between the terms first and last. He said first is an ordinal number, whereas last is not a number at all. This distinction is important because every number, no matter how great, has a number after it. If a person is considered first in something, that person can be superseded by the next in number. But nothing comes after last. In this world, whoever is first is always in danger of being unseated by another. It's that cycle of life. I will never forget when I got out of college and I started my working career that my dad gave me a piece of advice and he said, always be, be uh, uh, good to your co-workers because he said, today they're your co-worker but tomorrow they're your boss. And I've seen that play out so many times in my life where those that I was working beside, suddenly I was working under. You can be superseded. Where there's a one, there's a two, and where there's a two, there's a three, and it goes on until infinity. But those, you can be unseated, but, tho but those who, for the sake of the gospel, are deemed last in this world, possesses eternally what can never be taken away or superseded. So though in the physical we can be uprooted, 
Though in the physical we can be overtaken. Though in the physical we can be superseded in the eternal, in the spiritual, that is not the case. If we find ourselves being the brother of low degree, we can rejoice in the blessings that we experience through the work of God. We rejoice in our hope of eternity. So when we transition from that brother of high degree where everything in our life makes sense, where everything is perfection, where everything is rolling forward, full steam ahead, there's no bumps in the road, there's no uh, road construction, there's no one-lane highways, where everything in our life is perfect and we make that transition from that point and we start filling the shoes of the brother of low degree, we wonder, well, where does my hope come from? What do I have to hang my hat on? What can I trust in? Where can I find joy for my soul? What can I rejoice in? We rejoice in eternity. Our hope is in eternity. We rejoice in the blessings that we receive that come through the work of God. We rejoice in knowing that you are rich, that we are rich in our faith and we are heirs to the kingdom of God. That is what we hope in. That is what we rejoice in when we find ourselves filling the shoes of the brother of low degree. The brother of low degree could represent the physical. It could represent us not having much money. It could represent the spiritual. In the physical, it could mean low status. It could mean low in influence. It could mean, it could mean low in material wealth. Some of us might can relate to that right now tonight where we don't feel like we've got much influence where we feel like we don't have much money in our bank account, where, we're, where our car has, has tires on them that we bought from the used tire store, not from the, the new tire store. Come on, we've been there before. Where, where we feel like that we're low in the physical, but it could also mean low in the spiritual, where we're, we're low in faith, we're low in our spirit. We don't feel like we, we have much hope. We feel like that we don't have much we can hold on to. But the fact is, whether we're talking about the, the brother of low degree in the physical or the brother of low degree in the spiritual, in both cases we rejoice in knowing that our worth is established in Jesus. Our, our worth is not founded in the world. Our worth is not founded in what other people say about us or what they do not say about us. Our worth is not founded by other people's opinions. Our worth is not founded at what, what level of the ladder of, of our corporation that we, we have, have made it to. Our, our, our worth is not founded or established in any of those things. But our, our worth is founded in Jesus. Our value is, is founded and defined and established in Him alone. Jesus defines what our worth is. Jesus defines what our 
value is. If we're not careful, we can let what other people say about us, the way that they act towards us, what their approach towards us is, uh, the, the things that, that they say to us, uh, to, whether it's to our face or behind our back. If we're not careful, we can let the external things around us affect what, the, what we feel about ourselves, what we think about ourselves. But the truth is that, that our value our worth is founded and defined and established in Him. When we are made poor for righteousness' sake, it in turn becomes our exaltation. What did the writer say? Let the brother of low degree rejoice in that he is exalted, that he is lifted up. One man said, it is an honor to be dishonored for Christ. It is an honor for us to be dishonored for Christ. Philippians 1 and 29 says, To you it is given to suffer. Sometimes we have to go through suffering in life. Sometimes we do find ourselves at low points. Sometimes we do find ourselves uh, dwelling in a season where we feel like we are less than. And the Bible says, To you it is given to suffer. We might find ourselves on the other end of the spectrum because remember, life is in cycles. Sometimes we feel the shoes of the brother of high degree and sometimes we feel the shoes of the brother of low degree. Sometimes we might find ourselves on the other end of the spectrum and we are the brother that is of the rich degree, of the high degree. We might be rich in material wealth. Maybe we got some of that government money in our pockets that they've been sending out. We feel like everything's okay. Maybe we're rich in opportunity where it feels like there are no shut doors in front of us. Every hallway I walk down, the doors are just opening for me. We've, we've been there before. Maybe we feel like we've got lots of influence. That whatever we say to someone, that's just what they do. Whatever we suggest, that's just what they do. Sometimes we're on that end of the spectrum. And if things are going in our favor, sometimes we feel like that we know somebody where everything they touch is turns to gold. You've heard that saying. The other day I was somewhere and I heard a brother say that to his brother. Everything he does turns to gold. If he touches it, it's going to turn to gold. The fact is that when we find ourselves on that end of the spectrum, in that place, that we have an obligation to remain humble in our spirit. We have an obligation to remain humble in our spirit. Matthew 5 and 3 says, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Of heaven, It's really easy to push humility aside. It's really easy for humility to get buried underneath all of those opportunities. It's really easy for humility to get buried underneath all of our wealth and all of our riches. But what did James say in verses 10 and 11? But the rich in that he is made low because as the flower of the grass he shall pass away. For the sun is no sooner risen 
with a burning heat, but it withereth the grass, and the flower thereof falleth. And the grace of the fashion of it perisheth, so also shall the rich man fade away in his ways. Both the rich and their riches will fade away. Earthly wealth is a temporary thing. It will fade away. There is nothing that is certain about earthly wealth. It is an uncertain thing. The truth is the stock market will rise and fall. Cryptocurrency will rise and it most assuredly will fall. Sister Gloria is giving me an, you ever heard of cryptocurrency? Brother Phillips can educate you on it after church. <laughs> Amen. There is nothing certain about wealth and temporal things, the things of this world. And if we're not careful, we can let our accumulation of the temporal, of the worldly, of the earthly, we can let those things have an effect on our life, our approach, and our attitude. And sometimes it can cause us to have a greater than thou attitude. Sometimes it can, it can, it can cause us to have a haughty attitude. And we can begin to look down on people. We can begin to look down on people. First Samuel 2 and 7 says, The Lord makes poor and makes rich. He brings low and he lifts up. We understand life plays out in cycles. Life plays out in cycles. 2 Corinthians 6 and 10 says, As sorrowful, yet always rejoicing. As poor, yet making many rich. As having nothing, and yet possessing all things. 2 Corinthians 8 and 9 says, For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that you through his poverty might be rich. Isn't that incredible that God would humble himself, that he would submit himself to the poorness of life so that through him, through his poverty, we might be rich. Stand to your feet this evening. I'm getting ready to close. It is an apostolic mindset, an apostolic mindset. Let the brother of low degree rejoice in that he is exalted, but the rich in that he is made low, because as the flower of the grass he shall pass away. For the sun is no sooner risen with a burning heat, but it withereth the grass, and the flower thereof falleth, and the grace of the fashion of it perisheth. So also shall the rich man fade away in his ways. We have a responsibility and obligation, whether we are filling the shoes of the brother of low degree or whether we are filling the shoes of the brother of high degree. No matter what end of the spectrum that we are on, we have an obligation to submit ourselves to humility, amen, to understand that we are exalted though we be lowered, right? Though we be persecuted, we are lifted 
Uh, let's go to prayer. Mighty God, I thank you for your word. I thank you for what you are doing in our life. I thank you for your word. I pray, Lord Jesus, that you would help us no matter where we find ourselves at in life, that you would help us to display the attitude that you would have us to display. I pray, Lord, that if we have the ability to minister to some need, to some situation, to some circumstance, that you would help us to be willing to lower ourselves, to humble ourselves, to minister to that need. I pray, Lord Jesus, that you would help us to be everything that we need to be in your kingdom. Help us to be that witness, to be that example, to be that living testimony that you have called us to be. I pray, Lord, that you would help us to walk in humility and your word, that you would help us to walk in the power of your word, the knowledge and understanding of who we are through you, to understand that our worth and our value is founded and established in you. I pray, Lord Jesus, that you would help us, uh, help our perception, help our understanding, Lord, in your wonderful, holy, mighty, magnificent name, Jesus. Can we give him a hand clap of praise tonight? Amen. 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 That was really good. Uh, we're going through the